Witchy and Weird Podcast. Oh my god, we're back for another episode and I am broadcasting, rather recording, um, to you live, also recorded, <laughs> from my new apartment. So hopefully the acoustics are better or the same. And I'm also dog sitting. So hopefully my sister's dog doesn't make a bunch of noise because she likes to bark when she hears people outside. So here's to hoping. Um, But anyways, hello everyone. I'm so excited to be here for this new episode and I just want to thank like all the listeners who have been sharing their amazing feedback. It really like warms my heart and it really just like puts everything into perspective for me because and it validates me <laughs> because I'm a three-fifths manifesting generator and I do hope to get a human design person on soon. I have someone in mind but they are very busy. Um and anyways, as a three-fifths manifesting generator, like, my, like, design, I guess, is to stumble through life and learn through experiencing and going through journeys and then to alchemize that and share it into informative or heartwarming or life-saving or whatever adjectives you want to use, lessons and stories. And that's literally like the point of this podcast. So when I hear from you all that like, oh, it's just like, you know, talking to a friend or it helps like me reprogram or reframe or inspires me like that is like literally like you're singing to my cells. (laughs) You're literally like, yes, everything you're trying to do, I feel it. And I'm just like, yes, we're on the same wavelength. So I just want to say thank you to all of you. Um, And a very special thank thank you to our patron, Emma, for supporting us in so many ways. And actually, Emma's going to be a guest on the podcast. So I'm really excited for that. And if you want to become a patron, there are three different tiers. Oh, there's my air conditioning. Hopefully you can't hear that. (laughs) There are three different tiers. Um, So the first tier is $5 a month and you get access to when we do shows, early ticket sales, um, and you get access to like the patron portal. So you'll be added to... Uh, close friends on Instagram and I've been doing some really funny like witch memes and just personal like stuff about like what do I eat during the day and like what I'm feeling and things like that Um, and you'll get access to additional episodes uh, two additional episodes every month and then if you are in the next tier it's ten dollars a month You get everything in the first tier, but then you get discounts on merch, which I will be opening in the new year, a merch shop. And you also get, um, like, I've been making shadow prompt, like shadow work prompts or like journaling prompts um, in the form of like PDFs that you can download that coincide with um, one episode from that month. So the last one that I did it for was for... um, healing through your body 
I forgot what the actual episode is like episode 16. Um, but I linked the episode in the patron like post so you know which one it goes with. But it's like a addition, like listen to the episode, then additionally you can do some journaling work, you know. Um, and then the top tier, you get all of that stuff, plus you get an even better discount on merch, and you get a monthly group spell. So I've been trying to do like the group spell matching the shadow work journaling prompt. So it's like more of like a full experience. So and that one is $22 a month. So yeah, I have the Patreon in the show notes as a link and I have it on my Instagram or you can just go to patreon.com slash witchy and weird pod and it will come up. And I would love that so much. The more support it, once we have at least five supporters for Patreon in our little coven community, I won't have to have ads anymore. So that's amazing. Um, Wow, that was a really big diversion. But yeah, I'm really excited. Hopefully I I listed off everything (laughs) that's available in the Patreon. Um, Yes. Okay. So what are we talking about today? The energy the magic nope the energy of magic I keep flipping them around in my head the energy of magic so this is very interesting like all week I was usually all week like I'm like what do I want to say what do I want to talk about because sometimes I'm like "Ooh, this is a topic and sometimes I'm like let's meditate what should I talk about what is relevant and it was really funny because yesterday I had a conversation with my little brother he just turned 18 this year, so we're eight years apart. Um, he's not little. He's taller than me, but he is younger than me. <laughs> um, and it was funny because, like, I was t- I was, like, talking to him about, like, all the witch stuff I do and, like, healing work I do and intuition stuff. And he's, like, into that kind of stuff. And he, like, wants to learn more, which is really cool. And he was, like, talking to me about certain stuff and I'm like oh have you seen this have you seen that and we ended up talking about like I don't know if you've seen them um but there's these like videos I've seen them on TikTok of people like basically manipulating energy to move like objects around them so um you can actually like teach yourself how to do that there's people that I don't know like I feel like you could teach yourself how to do everything and a lot of like people say like do you have this skill like only certain people have this skill and I think when people say that it's kind of just like do you have the predisposition for it like do you naturally have like a stronger um I don't know like how how do I describe this I guess like the way that I like to see it is similar to like I'm a psychic and it's like I I didn't know that I could be a psychic but I have like I don't know if it's like a stronger version of the gift or I'm open more or I'm like more I don't know I don't know like it's like that extra like sizzle that you have like you're like born already like ready for that or like people can just like learn from a teacher how to be a psychic it just takes more more time so I don't think that anybody is like if you're born with the gift that that means you're the only one who can have it. I feel like it just means it's like easier for you to do it or maybe you might be like more skilled at it um at least starting out. And then there's also like you can teach yourself how to do it, right? And I think those kinds of like posts where it's like, "Oh, do you have this skill?" is a little bit limiting because it's like, "Oh, I, oh, I don't have that, so I can't do that." 
Um, so I've been like trying to teach myself like how to do this more and it's pretty cool. Um, basically it's like telekinesis, right? And, um, I've seen these videos and where it's like, what, every time I see them, I'm brought back to, there's this, um, quote, I think it's by, um, Abraham Hicks saying like, what is the purpose of life? And it's, and basically they say like, we, when we come to earth, we forget like everything, you know, from our soul contract and what we believe in. And our job here on earth is to remember or to learn how to manipulate energy. And that's pretty much it. And the people who learn how to do it the most are the most successful or the happiest or whatever, you know, like the most fulfilled. And so I'm going to break all this down because it's like pretty meta. Um, And I see those videos and I think it's so cool because it's like those people like the video I'm talking about that I that specifically stands out in my mind is like this person was like in a field with like like kind of like cattail or like foxtail like weeds and he like puts his hand and he uses his he like projects his energy to like move them in like and it's not like oh it's the wind like he's like moving them in different directions and and all of the blades and stalks of the weed or whatever it is are like moving and then they stop when he stops And I think, like, that kind of energy manipulation is, like, super, super cool. And I've done it on a small scale. A lot of people do this with, like, candles. Um, They, like, stare at the the flame and they move it. Or maybe you've seen, like, the cloud-bursting ones. Um, Or um, there's this one where you, like, take aluminum and you form it into, like, a cone kind of shape and then you put it on like a toothpick or a knife and you like spin it with your with your energy, right? You project your energy to spin it. So basically like we were, t- my brother, this is like, wow, already went like off another tangent. But my brother and I were talking about this and he was like, yeah, that's so cool. I've seen that. And I was like, yeah, it's magic. And he was like, what do you mean it's magic? And I was like, well, like aren't energy and magic the same thing like they're unseen forces and they're they if you think about it they pretty much have like the same properties as each other and he was like well like he comes from like he reads like anime and manga and stuff and so he was saying that like in those books or things that he's like watched or read that they kind of see it as like a universal like energy or law um and he he always thought that like magic was mm, like more for like fantasy or sci-fi um that it was like fake and then like the energy or the law of the 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 world law of attraction whatever you want to call it was like the real one and I was like well I mean I feel like it depends on like what what you think about and like what you believe in but I was like I really feel like they're the same thing and like the more I was like kind of like I kind of realized that in the moment as I said it and then the more I thought about it I was like yo this is this is true (laughs) and so I just wanted to like talk more about that and like my personal views on it and my personal experiences with it because I don't like the more I started I sat down to write the outline for this it felt kind of like conspiracy theory. It was like, oh my God, 
this and this and this like it just felt it like it went deeper and deeper and like I feel like me like saying like oh energy and magic are the same like you might be like yeah okay yeah I knew that like totally like why do I need to listen to this episode but like trust me it's gonna be really cool but um it really like I feel I felt the same way I'm like duh but then the more I started thinking about I'm like wow this is really like profound like the the downloads and the insights I was getting because usually when I write my like outlines I do it like right before I record so it's like fresh in my mind it's really just to get all my thoughts out and organize them and then I feel like most of the time when I'm writing like I intuitively channel a lot of stuff that's why I love writing um and it just like was like oh and this and this and I'm like whoa whoa so I just wanted to share all that stuff with you so let's get into it um so when we're thinking about I feel like we need to like like how I was kind of saying like magic and energy they're both unseen forces they're they both can neither be created nor destroyed um and I feel like they both work very similarly where they're like if you've read the law of attraction or the secret type of things it's like they they're neutral forces that don't really work unless you put intention to them right like they're not good or bad they're not like here to help you or hurt you in any kind of biased way they're just here and you can manipulate them and I think there might be some people who like what I'm saying manipulate there's like a negative connotation um behind the word manipulate so I just want to like kind of call that out and just like challenge you to don't think about it in terms of like oh you're a manipulative person but like in in the scientific or like the the most basic like trying to be on biased terms it is manipulation like when you when you put your hand out and you make something move you're manipulating it right like you're moving the energy you're you're like mm, I wouldn't say overpowering it but you're learning how to work with it right like you push a button, you're manipulating the button. Like, it's not, like, a bad thing. <laughs> I just want to pose it that way. Um, and so I was like, okay. So then I started with energy. And what came through is like, okay, so let's, like, dive into energy. Because I, I have, like, a master course on energy where I talk about, where I teach you how to manipulate your personal energy and work with, like, nature energy to for like spiritual or intuitive or psychic reasons or like witch reasons and I'm really into energy that was like a big thing a big piece for me in my like spiritual journey and my professional journey as a intuitive and healer and all these things like I became Reiki certified and that's about like energy manipulation right and uh I be like I started doing energy healing and it became more than just Reiki I do more than Reiki now but um, that was a very, very, very big piece of, like, me feeling, I don't know, like, helping me expand, helping me feel empowered, helping me connect to forces greater than what we are seeing and having faith in that um, was the energy healing. Like, when I learned how to work with energy, how energy worked, how to manipulate energy, um, I started connecting with it, being more sensitive to it that those are really big pieces for me. And that's why I love working with energy. Um, and I want to talk more about this, like, as we start breaking down energy, but I just kind of want to talk to you first, like, 
this is kind of where I'm coming from and why I'm so passionate about it and why I think it's like really cool to talk about it and share it because there's different facets of how different people see energy and that's what I wanted to draw attention to so that you can kind of see like how I see energy because a lot of my work even psychic work is very energy based um and at least the way that my intuition works and I think it's just so fascinating like it's not something it feels undeniable like how they're like oh I saw an apparition like for me it's like I felt a presence here like that's undeniable for me and that's a huge part of like why I want to do like retreats and things because you can do a lot of the stuff over zoom and like energy healing works over any space throughout any space and time um but like I want to like be there in the space and bring like change the atmosphere, like manipulate the energy, call forth beings and allow people like get people into a state where they can feel readily available to accept and feel the energy and like blow their mind that way. Ooh. Hey, Buffy. Um, Hold on. Let me pause because she's going to bark. OK, sorry about that. Um, So. Basically, I was talking about how I view energy and how it really has helped me to believe and have faith in like intuition and magic and things and also how it's helped me get more embodied because a big part of healing is healing in your body and healing the energy that you're storing in your body in the form of trauma. and tapping into your intuition is about being in your body because your intuitive abilities work with the senses of your body. Like all each of the clear abilities coincide with like this, the five senses that we have. So yeah, I just, there's, it's so much, it's all connected, right? Like everything is all connected. Everything is energy. Like, and so I wanted to start with like energy and like what it is, how we view it and break it down. And so this is a great, a great segue, but like, I'm like, (laughs) you may or may not know this about me, but like, I was like a straight A student and I, (laughs) I love math and science. Um, I'm, I love like those types of subjects. I also love art. (laughs) Um, but like a big thing that you learn in science class and biology class is like energy is neither created nor destroyed. That's like a, a law that, people believe in right and like there's like the laws of energy and um there's then you also learn that like everything is made of energy that like everything is made up of atoms that are just vibrating at a certain frequency and that creates like the hardness of wood or the softness of like fur or like the liquidity of water, like everything is made up of energy. And, you know, that, I feel like that kind of definition or perspective of energy is what a lot of us, pretty much all of us who like, at least in America, I don't know what the curriculum systems are for schools like outside of the US, but we all learned that like at some point in some capacity, like in our schooling. Um, And I feel like then we think like, that's all that energy is. Like energy is just a scientific 
unseen substance that is measurable because they have, you know, like power, electricity. Um, there's tons of different ways. Like, like they figured out that the atoms were vibrating, I think, through like looking at them in a certain like microscope or with a certain, you know, machine or something. But um, I feel like for a lot of people, it stops there. Like, they're like, that's my view of energy. And it's just that it's a scientific substance. My dog is just, like, walking all over everything. Can you not? Can you not? Go sit down. Um, sorry. <laughs> um, and so... I kind of like realized that like, okay, so for a lot of people, like that's all that energy is. And when you learn that in school, it like helps you to have like the, like for some people, it helps to have like the scientific reasoning or the fundamentals of things, but it also limits you because then you're like, that's all it is, nothing more. So then I started to think about like magic and other terms. And I realized that as a modern society, we have kind of like fractionated energy into these like sub categories and like made like new names or new terms for them and that's the part that like kind of like blew my mind so we have like energy as a scientific substance right as like a thing that if you believe and even in that like the energy is neither created nor destroyed or everything is made up of energy that is also like a school of thought, right? Like not everybody buys into that. So it gives you like the option for some people, but because a lot of us are taught like this is it in school, we like, cool, that's what I believe in then. Um, And then we have like energy being viewed as like the soul. Um, And so, or like, the soul and then like the belief of like spirits and stuff which is kind of like where like religion ties into this I feel like where a lot of people learn that part is that we have a soul and there's like heaven and hell and where does our soul go and like I feel like that part doesn't really relate to energy um and then like spirits where it's like that that part of like if you don't go to heaven or hell you get stuck here and there's like spirits um and that even even in like ghost hunting if you think about it like they use like scientific technology that measures like the energy in the room um so i'm trying to remember sorry just like totally disassociated (laughs) so basically like we have energy as a scientific thing and now we're adding okay the soul because i feel like when I think about like what animates us as humans, like what gives us life, like you can look at it at the scientific like level, but then people buy into like the idea of the soul that it's like the soul is what powers us. And when we die, the soul leaves us. And then the soul gets reincarnated into another living being, or it goes somewhere to be a spirit guide or, or whatever. And that, is kind of like when you think about it the same definition as like energy is neither created nor destroyed it's like your soul is is not like destroyed it's just recycled it's it's going somewhere else um or if you don't believe in reincarnation then it's like your soul goes somewhere it goes to heaven or to hell and it's still there like it's not ceasing to exist right um 
and and with like the idea of like reincarnation and old souls it's like when was your soul made like how 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 long how many lives have you had and all these things and the the balance of things right so i think that the soul is kind of like another facet of energy and because it's also an unseen thing that we have to have faith in and is like not really easy to measure um we just know that we're more than just neurons and energy like interactions in our body like we have like thought processes and we have like love and emotion like we're more than just like the tv turns on with energy right like we're more than that so i i think that that's kind of where you start to see where energy and magic are the same um so moving on from like the soul and like spirit so into spirits like as a psychic the way that i was taught mixed with what i've like learned um because i don't always accept i've learned to not always accept the way that you were taught right um the way that psychics access information and communicate with past loved ones um is very unique um but it also illustrates energy so basically the belief that i believe in is that as a psychic they call us like a medium because we're kind of like the middleman like we some like we have a sitter someone who is like paying for the reading um and they ask a question they want to know information then we are the middleman who then connects to that energy um and asks the question and then relays it and the reason why i call it energy is because as a psychic you have to understand that like we're not gods we're not full of the divine information and just pulling it from our complete knowledge of everything. We are connecting to uh, a spirit guide, a being, a deity, a past loved one, uh, you know, even the idea of intuition. I'll break that down further after. (laughs) Um, That's also scientific. But um, I feel like, so the way that it works is like, the one school of belief that I really like is that there's this thing called the Akashic Records, which is kind of like the library of time. Like everybody, everybody um, has their own kind of room with all their tomes or books of all their past lives and all the facts about them. And that's kind of where you can get the quote unquote, like unbiased version of information. And so when we ask like our spirit guide or like the universe or whoever you believe in, uh, they access information from the Akashic Records and then they come back and they tell you. And with a past loved one, if you're asking them like questions that require them to access, then now you're you're getting the information filtered through that past loved one's personality and experiences, right? So it's like, we're, depending upon who you're asking, the information is going to be slightly different for the answer that you're seeking. Um, and in especially with past loved ones, there's this belief that like, well, so what if people can reincarnate? Um, How am I able to communicate with my grandpa who passed away like 50 years ago or something? Um, Wouldn't he have reincarnated already? And the answer is yes, he, he, he could have reincarnated already. But what we're doing is we're accessing that timeline of his soul and his life as you knew him as your grandpa. And I'm tapping into that energy 
and I'm talking to that energy, that version of his soul, that that energy of his lifetime that was here as you knew him. Um, and so that's why we still get to see what he looks like. We hear it through his personality, through like his lived experience as what you knew him as. And so that kind of like when I view it, it's like we're tapping into I see them as like little strings, maybe like on like a guitar chord, if you will. And I see those like timelines all parallel, like next to each other. And we're tapping into that. And that's why when we do energy healing, it's not energy is not bound by time and space because it's neither created nor destroyed. So it it has like that signature, the energetic signature. It's like um this same piece of energy has lived through so many different things that we're able to access many pieces of information from it. Um, so like that's how we can go back in time and heal like an inner child memory or past trauma or heal ancestral lineage or talk to our ancestors and, and tap into that information and then change it or heal it um, or even just access it in some type of way. Like that's kind of like how I view like energy on like the spirit level and that it exists all around us. And there's no, like, of course. Okay. Sorry about that. (laughs) Um, so I was talking about how the different ways that we can access information through energy and because it's not bound by space and time we can go back and heal and change and access um and so for the way that intuitive abilities work it's kind of similar um in the scientific way um that they've like kind of like figured out how your body works uh to because everybody's intuitive It's just whether or not you're open to it or not and if you believe in it and if you grow it, right? Like anybody could play sports. They just need to practice at it, right? It's like some people just don't and some people do. It's very similar for intuitive abilities. I mean, a little bit more complicated because like some of us are burdened by trauma and that that, that might be harder than just practicing to play a sport. But anyways, um, with intuition, we have a pineal gland in like our brain area. And it's kind of like a little crystal. And um, the thought is that the pineal gland, like, filters thoughts. And, like, it filters, like, photons, which can be thoughts. Um, And we decide if we want to listen to them, be open to them, or not. And that's kind of, like, it kind of goes into, like, the Jungian theory of, like, there's, like, one consciousness um that makes it a little bit easier to understand where it's like all these all this information is always floating around us in the ether like in the form of photons which is energy and um then we kind of like our mind kind of like filters through our pineal gland and we're like oh that's how i know this random intuitive fact that's how i i've caught this like bad feeling about somebody and things like that and so that's kind of like the scientific like very simplified (laughs) version of it right um and so if we like the more we listen to our intuition obviously the stronger it gets and things like that and that's why it works with our body because it's a part of our body like it's part of like built into the science of our body and like other animals have 
pineal glands too and intuition and things like that like cats have really big ones um they're kind of like walking crystals but anyways um that's how like energy works in that way where like i ask a question and i connect to an energetic being and then it filters through my body and then i'm able to understand that energy in a specific way like whether it's like the different clairs whether it's through hearing it or seeing it or feeling it etc um and so i feel like for a lot of people like they like a large percentage of the population like clearly doesn't believe in any of that part right like they're like "Mm, i'm not into spirits i don't believe in that i don't believe in ghosts or they're like "Mm, i don't believe in like psychic like that's not a thing so that's kind of why i feel like when we pose energy in too much of a scientific way that um it limits us and then we shut down from being open to all that is around us and then like i was gonna say something around that but i just forgot so then next we kind of have like vibes right like that's another way that we cut and paste energy into different things to separate it further from what it actually is like the the totality of what it is so like vibe obviously is like a more common like term and like thing but like everybody like in all of time like knows what a vibe is like even if you don't use the word vibe it's like i'm i'm not i the 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 energy of the room the you know the I don't know, it felt heavy in the room or read the room, right? There's tons of different like ways that people talk about vibes. And I think that vibe is, as we become more intuitive now, we're coming back into our intuition, um, like our intuitive renaissance as a society. Um, People like, you know, that word pops up for a reason because like people are like starting to recognize that this is a form of energy. I am feeling somebody else's energy or the energy of the space based off of what happened in it or who is in it or whatever just happened, like an argument or something. And I'm, I'm sensing that I'm becoming more uh, in tune or sensitive to the energy around me that other people and things are giving off. And sometimes like you can even sense it for yourself. Like you wake up and you're like, I'm not feeling it today. (laughs) Like, so I think that like vibes or anything in that kind of like example or like realm is also energy, but it's, I just find it so fascinating. The more I was thinking about it, like I never like, obviously like as a spiritual being or like an intuitive being, I know that vibes are energy, right? But, like, I feel like a lot of people don't get that. Like, it's so, like, disconnected and disjointed that it disempowers us from from feeling and knowing, like, the true, like, totality of energy, but also, like, our intuitive powers and how they interact and work with energy. Because really what you're saying is, like, my intuition is picking up the energy of this space and I don't like it, I like it, I, I'm learning information about it, like, somebody just had a fight here, like something like that. Right. But instead we're kind of like belittling and diminishing it and saying like the vibes were off. And I know that's like, obviously like an easier way or quicker way to like say it. But, um, I think that it, it's still important to acknowledge what that is and what you're tapping into. 
because I think if you told somebody who wasn't like super intuitive, like didn't believe that they were super intuitive or wasn't like super into spiritual stuff, quote unquote, like, oh, a vibe is just your intuition, like sensing the energy and the space, then they would be like, the fuck? Like, what? Like, what are you even talking about? Are you crazy? Right. And so I think that kind of like separating in our minds leads to those types of things where it's like, now I'm disempowering myself. Now I'm not believing in my intuition. Now I'm not acknowledging or recognizing where I'm feeling this energy, where it's coming from, where this knowledge is coming from, where this emotion is coming from, because all of these are energy. Um, And then we have the last part that I was, that came up for me, which was magic. And I think in the witch community, we're really open to magic, but I don't think a lot of people see it as energy either. And like I said, it seems very like, oh, duh, like magic is energy. But like, do you really feel like they are one in the same? Like when you're thinking about doing a spell, do you think I'm going to tap into this energy? Or do you think like I'm summoning magic? I'm going to tap into my inner magic, right? And I think that it's not that it's okay if you still call it magic, right? If they're one in the same. But I think it's important to notice that they are the same because I think there's a lot of rules that people place on magic depending upon their religion or their belief system. And that also can lead to like limiting how we use our energy, right? Because one thing that I've really noticed in the witch community is, and this is also like a religious thing too. uh, So maybe it's like a colonial thing, um, like a colonizing thing we are taught to believe in a higher power in religion and in believing in a higher power, like even the statement, a higher, there's a, there's an energy that is more than me. There's an energy that is more powerful than me. There's an energy that is better than me, whatever. Like that's what you're saying when you say higher power. Right. Um, and when you believe in a higher power, a lot of, not all of them, but a lot of religions teach you to not believe in your own personal power but to seek information to seek answers to seek absolution to seek saviorism from a higher power instead of looking within yourself and using and tapping into your own power and empowering you inspiring you to to do that that's where you get like a lot of people who are like super religious and they're like oh, I'm not going to like take inspired action. I'm not going to seek medical help. I'm not going to do a thing. I'm just going to sit here and pray and hope that God answers and gives me what I want. And it's like, you have free will. Like you have the ability to do stuff for a reason because you're also powerful. You also have energy, right? And with witchcraft, I see that a lot in the witch community with deity work. And I feel like it's really also disempowering. That's why I feel like maybe it's a byproduct of religious trauma or colonizing beliefs Um, because it's cool to work with other beings, right? Like I'm not saying don't, don't do like deity work, but I find that it kind of turns into the same thing where it's like, I'm turning to this deity and you are taking action most of the time. But it's like doing a spell or a ritual 
um, or an offering or something where it's like in service to them, which is why I think witchcraft is a little bit better than religion in that way. Because like when you're doing a ritual or a spell, you're still using your own intention and putting your own magic into it. Right. Um, but some, the part where it starts to get like disempowering for me is when people like put all of their faith in this higher power and they're saying like, I'm, I'm at your mercy, imbue me with powers, imbue me with the ability to do this instead of saying like, guide me, show me the way, help me, you know, like help, help me tap into this ability for myself. Like, give me that extra boost of power that I need, you know, like it turns into more of like a, I'm not enough and I need to receive this from you instead of like, I'm working with you. I want to learn from you or I want to be helped by you to bring myself to a place where I feel like I can do this on my own. Right. So that's, that's like a huge thing that I've seen in the witch community in terms of magic where it's like, I, I feel like depending upon what kind of witch you are and what you believe in right like everybody's different I feel like that can get kind of like disempowering and kind of risky to view yourself that way because witchcraft is just a tool that helps you tap into your own power which is your own energy like your energy is what your power is right um and yeah like it's to me it's like that's that's the opposite like I get it if you like you're feeling powerless you need help to get out of something that you know like that's why I said like I'm not saying don't do deity worship like you can still do deity worship it's just like not getting to the extreme of like fucking the craft where it's like I'm praying to imbue myself with these powers to be like all powerful you know like that kind of like vein of it um and so I think that when we look at magic it's important to understand that a lot of witchcraft that we do, we're just humans love like ritual and drama and we need tangible things to help us believe. So that's why we create a lot of rituals. Like the reality is like you could do a spell and not light a candle and not use herbs and not use like all these other things. And it will still work. Like if you learn how to tap into your own energy and your own intention and you like project and use and move around the energy in a specific way but like it's more fun with a candle and herbs like it's it maybe it helps you have faith in that it gives you like a tangible thing to use or do or it like I don't know like there's tons of different ways that like it makes it more fun right like I love using herbs because I get to connect with the energy of the earth and like use it to empower my stuff and what I do and the people that I make products for. Um, and we'll talk about nature and energy. Cause that was a huge part of like helping me too, um, with energy, but, um, yeah. So that's why I think like, it's just important to acknowledge these things because it really, that simple shift in your intention and your mindset can really make a huge impact of knowing like, this is just an extension of my energy. This is just to help focus my energy. This is just to help uh, amplify my energy or add to give it that extra oomph. But it's really about me using my own energy and putting that into 
um, the world and learning how to manipulate the energy around me and the energy of things like that is where like using the candle and the herbs it's like I'm learning how to manipulate that like I learned that if you use this herb it has these type this type of energy in it and it will help you with this right like you're learning how to manipulate the energy and to work with the energy um, in like a symbiotic way hopefully um, and that part of magic is like that's on like it's pretty much the same thing we're just manipulating energy right <laughs> um but i feel like a lot of us feel that it's separate from energy like you wouldn't think like oh this laptop is made out of energy in the scientific way that like everything is made out of energy and that's how it takes up like space um you wouldn't think like my laptop is energy and this this spell is energy and you wouldn't see that they're the same it's like the spell is magic and the laptop is made of energy and so that's kind of like why I want to like bridge the gap because um, coming back to like the everything is energy and that statement of like our job is to learn how to manipulate energy. I think that um, it's really like when you view the world as just being all energy, like even saying that like makes gives me chills like then anything and everything is possible because all you need to do is to learn how to manipulate the energy and then you can have whatever you want and I think that's sort of what the secret and the law of attraction tells you and I know that there's like I don't believe in all of it like a lot of it's like problematic like the oh your thoughts are energy and everything is energy so like just think amazing things and it'll come to you like I think it's a little bit, it's a little bit more than that because um, if you're thinking in that vein of thought, if you're thinking about one thing, but like 10 million other people are thinking about this other thing, like it's going to manifest in a different way, right? Um, I don't know. I don't want to go too much into that. But basically, like, I'm not saying like, read the secret right now and take everything into account. Like, we all know I'm not like, read everything and just believe it as true. What I'm saying is like, I'm looking at it more from the perspective of like, I don't know, maybe like, folk medicine, like folklore, like ancient, like cultural way of like, everything is energy and we are all connected and we are all made of energy. And so we all have access to that energy and we all have to respect that energy. And we all have kind of like this unspoken bond with the energy. And I think in our modern society, we have disconnected from that piece of us and that belief of us. And that's why we have to fragment energy into these different beliefs or words or categories in order to help us still connect with it because we don't realize that it's all around us all the time every time and we can tap into that we're made of it and we love it and it loves us like it's like this whole like thing right so um that's why I think that connecting with nature is like a really that was a big way for me to kind of like open up and to feel that more and and connecting with your body like the energy healing piece so like ways that you can start like connecting with energy more and tapping into that more like um I would go out and meditate in nature and I think that the goal I guess of connecting with it more is more so to um, I guess like re-believe <laughs> um 
our connection with nature to start intentionally like breaking down maybe some of those barriers around what you viewed nature as or not nature energy as um and to to sensitize your body to accepting and feeling energy because if energy is everywhere around us then we're always communicating with it we're always touching it feeling it sensing it smelling it tasting it and we kind of like take that for granted or we don't like open ourselves to that that's why like people that are more intuitive they're like oh i can feel this this object has like weird vibes or like things like because we're more sensitive to it we're like open to it and that's like something that for me has been very beneficial in my intuitive journey and especially having faith and trust in in energy in magic and all these things and like my psychic abilities and and having trust in my intuitive abilities um and myself you know subsequently um is by like slowing down and allowing myself to feel these subtleties because now i can easily be like mm, give me a couple of seconds i'm going to tap in and then i'll be able to feel these things you know like you can still turn it on and off and that's what my course master your energy like one of the things that it teaches you how to do because like not everybody wants to be sensitive all the time like i don't want to go to the grocery store and feel like everybody and their mom's fucking emotions like I'm not down for that (laughs) but like being able to like be in a space and like settle into the energy and communicate with it or to speak to like trees or like Chris feeling the energy of crystals in your hand to make sure that crystal is the right one for you and like there's so many different ways that we can like interact with energy in that vein um so going out and like being in nature is like a really like it's readily available for most everybody um you don't have to pay for it you know like when i mean going out in nature i don't mean you have to go on a hike into a national forest like i would just go into my neighborhood into like the little grass patch on the sidewalk where there was trees like that's what i would do <laughs> so like you can go to a park like there's tons of different ways that you can do this um or if you have like a little house plant like you know sitting with it I feel like it's a little better with trees, like big trees um, to do this, Um, but like sitting and meditating in the nature um, and just like with the intention to like be open and to notice the energy and to like accept the energy. I think like learning how to resonate with the earth's energy is going to be like it was a huge game changer for me so it would be for you too like that's kind of what I teach in my uh, master energy class like grounding is basically what that is grounding is like recalibrating yourself to the energy of the earth because like nature and the earth's energy I feel like is like the most pure and by the most pure I mean like if you're thinking about water and like the scale of water where it's like acid or basic and then we want like a pH of like I think it's like seven or something for it to be neutral or whatever um that's what I mean it's like the most like neutral we all come from it we all vibrate on it at one point we return to it at one point so that's like our kind of like baseline energy and so like grounding in that energy is very supportive and protective and like 
it helps to even us out because we can be either too low or too high. And this is like a good medium that we can sustain as humans in our bodies, right? So um, grounding like helps you like stay connected to that when we are like amplifying and and like um, turning up our energy to work with like spirits or beings and things like that. Um, or to like, you know, help re-regulate us if we're going through anxiety or things like that. That's why nature is like super healing and I love working with nature. But like doing a, a practice to like resonate with the energy, like tap in with the energy of nature and resonate with it and like like hold its vibration um, and to just like, it's not hard to hold it. And to to just sit in it is like very healing and it helps you to be in your body too because it forces you to recognize like when you're there like for me when I do it it's like I take a deep breath and my shoulders relax it's like oh now I know I can feel that feeling now it's familiar to me um but like you can do that with crystals too like holding them in your hand and noticing their energy um and it all of this that I'm talking about is a practice so like going to take some time don't expect to do it once and be like whoa like I'm so amazing at this like and don't get discouraged if you're like I don't feel anything like it's practice to slow down and to allow yourself to experience the world in in a more authentic way um so the way that I started this actually was I read this book about like working or healing with the chakras and they were saying to like feel the energy you can rub your hands together like really quickly um like like that and then when they get really hot then you kind of like pull them apart and you can like focus on feeling the energy in between your hands that the, the energy that your hands are giving off and they tell you like when I did it, it felt like a magnet. Like when you put two magnets on the same polarity and it pushes against you, like that's what you're feeling is the energy, right? Um, And so like you start to like call your personal energy in between your hands. It as like, I picture it as like a ball. Um, And then you can like feel it form. You start to feel like something in between your hands. And then as you can start to feel it form, you can like move your hands like closer and farther apart and you can kind of feel that push and pull like as if it were a magnet. And that's like learning how to manipulate energy to feel your own personal energy. And then as you like get better, you can move your hands farther apart and feel it expand and allow it to expand into the full space of your hands Um, and then contract, you know, and then um, you can like throw it from one hand to the other and feel it. So it's like learning how to manipulate energy in that way. You can start with just your own energy and just keep practicing that. And that's going to help you to slow down and feel your personal energy. Then you can start like doing that for, like I said, crystals or plants or trees um and like some of us already do it you know where you're like walking to the room and you're like oh you're having a bad day I can sense that you're sensing people's energy right so just like um doing that more is going to help you to be in your body so like also other embodiment practices that you can do like yoga was a really big one for me and I don't mean like you need to do like hot sweaty yoga like just basic like stretching 
where you're breathing and going slow. Like it's not about doing the poses like the hardest way or the longest. For me, what it was was about like intentionally saying like I'm going to be here in my body. And when I stretch my leg, like there's some yoga like teachers or videos that like they're like, okay, we're going to go quickly through this flow. Like you don't want to do a flow one. You want to do one where it's like a slowing down, like stretching one where it's like okay and and they tell you like as you're like doing this push down from your heel and pull from your hip and like doing that kind of stuff where you're like just stretching and and feeling like putting your intention and energy into the muscle to activate it that's going to help you to feel the energy in your body and to feel how to move the energy in your body um I did it through like dancing as well like not like dancing quickly, doing a choreography, but like I literally will close my eyes and t- and drop back into my body and just move however my body wants to be moved. And usually it's like very slowly and it's kind of like stretching in a way. And that I can start to feel like the energy activate in like my chakras or like in my hips and things like that. That's like ways that you can start to be more sensitive to it. Um, and then I was talking about earlier, like other ways. So like there's cloud bursting, which is like when you go outside and you focus all your intention and your energy on like literally bursting a cloud, like t- breaking up a cloud into pieces. Um, again, all of these things take practice. Um, and then with candles, people do it with flames where you like you pr- you project your energy into um making the flame go straight up, get higher and higher or making it sway side to side. Um, And you can also do this with like the cone, like you take aluminum foil and you make it into like this loose cone shape. You put on like the tip of a knife or like a toothpick and like set it inside of a cup. So make sure it's like standing up, make sure obviously there's like no wind and stuff. And then you can use your hands at first. And then afterwards you can learn how to project your energy without using your hands, but you just want to try and like spin it. So you want to get like something light, but that is like energy conductive, like aluminum and you want to spin it. And so I will say like, for me, I've practiced this a few times it really helps with your belief in yourself because you're like whoa I did a thing that's so cool um and also it's it helps you to learn how energy works because when I was first doing it I was coming at it from a very like 3d human like I American idea where I was like I'm gonna force the thing to move I'm gonna overpower it so that I'm gonna send it so much energy that it it has to move and it's like I learned quickly that it wasn't about that. It was about sending my energy and and giving it energy and then asking it to move or allowing it to move where it's like we're working together. We're in a symbiotic relationship together and we're moving the energy. I'm not overpowering it. I'm manipulating it. I'm using it. I'm learning how to work with it. I'm not like siphoning it or, you know, like pushing it away. So that was really cool when I like figured that part out um so I didn't realize it's already been over an hour (laughs) uh but yeah I hope you like I hope this like turned the wheels in your head about seeing the world differently and seeing how energy works and how we can interact with it differently and I think that like I shared like a lot of what I've learned and a lot of what has worked for me and like popular fun ways we can learn to work with energy. 
Um, obviously there's like a bajillion ways more. And the whole point of this is for you to like tap into your intuition and to, to see what works best for you and to find ways that you can like work with energy that, that are different than the norm, because I'm all about that. Like I've learned in my journey that like the more we unplug and do things our own weird and quirky way or whatever words you use that resonate with you, the better everything will be, the better your life is. Honestly, it feels more fun to me to like, I'm like, I'm the kind of person that's like, I don't want to be like on trend. Like I don't want to do what everybody's doing. Um, and so like, for me, it's more fun to be like, I get to do it my way. Like I get to freaking talk to trees and like I'm not saying that I'm the only one in the world who does that but I'm doing it in my unique way in a way that feels good for me and so like you can like keep practicing this keep incorporating it in whatever way resonated with you to allow it to open up your mind to everything and to more right like there's a reason why spirits learn how to turn lights on and off because it's energy their energy they understand the most basic law of the world, which is like energy. (laughs) It's like, if they can't talk to you, they can't touch you. They can't be there. They can communicate with you through energy. Like it just, it makes all the sense in the world to me, the more I think about it. So I hope that it makes all the sense in the world to you. And I'd love to hear how or what you did or how it's going and all these things. And again, um, links are in the show notes. I'll put my Master Your Energy course. It's a like downloadable like uh, two-hour course uh, on my website. So I'll put that in the show notes as well. If you're interested in like diving more into like the intuitive psychic, like protective, amplificative, I don't think that's a word, <laughs> way of working with energy. Um that one's like super informational and I, I designed it to be like for any type of intuitive person. Um, and so I'll put that in the show notes and it's already a link on the IG. Um, if you go like on our website, linky, like the beacons page that I have, it's already there. And yeah, until next time, everyone, thanks for, um, for powering through all the dog stuff. I'm sorry if the dog bark, What's in your ear? I apologize. Uh, Okay. All right. Bye. If you love Witchy and Weird podcasts, support us by donating monthly for as little as 99 cents at anchor.fm slash witchyandweird slash support. You can cancel at any time and 100% of the proceeds go directly to the pod. Or if you don't want to commit to a monthly donation, buy Amanda a coffee at ko-fi.com slash wishyandweird to help fuel them while they record, edit, create, and upload content for the podcast. And if you're feeling extra generous, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and tell your witchy and weird friends about us too. Bye!